Hello, happy Monday, January 11th. Welcome back to the second episode of Solely Soul. Wow, a lot has happened in the past week since the previous episode. And I'm not just talking about K-pop, like, obviously the elephant in the room. Everybody saw the whole, like, Capitol Hill riots that, like, well, I riots isn't even the word, like, terroristic. Is that a word? Terrorist attack, basically, on, like, Capitol Hill. But hopefully things will get better. Hopefully, I'm hoping. <laughs> but um, moving on to the next, like, elephant in the room, that um, K-pop-wise, GOT7. That's, like, the big story the past, like, week. And now, over the weekend, everything kind of got confirmed, basically, that... It's, like, true, basically, that GOT7 and JYP Entertainment are parting ways. So, yeah, I guess that's pretty much what we're going to talk about on this episode. Mostly, yeah, just the GOT7 news and running through that. As well as, at the end, I'll try to see if I have time to squeeze in to touch on G-Idol's comeback. Um, I know a couple other groups had comebacks, too, but... I didn't really listen to them yet, so G-Idol is the only one I could speak on at the moment. So that's pretty much all that today's episode will be touching on. We'll be GOT7 and G-Idol's comeback. So after this short break, we'll get right into everything. Okay, so let's get right to it. GOT7. On their seventh year, they have decided to part ways with JYP Entertainment. Now, I I feel like mixed feelings about this. Like, um, one way I am actually really happy because I can't wait to see what what they'll put out now that they're like free from that company. <laughs> but on the other hand, I'm a little like sad, kind of, or not really sad, but I'm kind of I guess concerned because. Although they reassured us that like that just because they left the company, this doesn't mean that they're like split up or whatever or disbanding. I still can't help but feel like worried about when we'll actually get to see them together again as like seven people together. <laughs> because I know there are like two groups at the moment that I can like, there might be more than this, but two that come right to mind immediately when you hear this about leaving a company, but still being a group. EXID, number one, they they came from actually a lower end company that basically mistreated them essentially, well not mistreated them, but mismanaged them over the years. So they didn't really reach their like highest potential they could have reached. So in 2000 and, um, 19 I believe because I'm actually I'm a Lego that that's like my group to be honest <laughs> but um 2019 I believe um I, like I just said I'm a Lego and I don't even I can't remember the year but I, I'm sure I think it was 2019 it was when they um all the members all five of them had basically peeled off from banana culture and at the time when they first left it was just like this with got seven where it was like very uncertain um The fans really had no idea where they were going when we would see any of them again, whether they were together as a group or solo, doing solo-like stuff. But 
with them pretty much everything worked out in the end like i mean just this past november we got to see them together as five again where they did an online concert um well it was for japan for japan promotions but still it was an online concert and we got to see all five of them together again but they did the same thing too where they went to like um five separate companies basically um but we still do see occasionally like just recently on this show called miss back which gives like idols a second chance to have female idols specifically a second chance to have like a, a return or whatever we got to see a member from EXID on there and we got to see the other members like together and stuff so that like um is basically reassuring i guess to the fans that they're like still together and stuff and that it's just that they're just not in the same company so back to i know i just went off on like this big tangent but the other group also that yeah comes to mind when you think of a group that basically may have left the label but is still a group and didn't disband you would think of snsd girls generation although i know sm entertainment is notorious for like they don't really disband groups ever where they kind of just fade out and then they're just no longer a thing essentially but but Girls' Generation basically did the same thing too, where like three of the members like are with different companies now, are just gone, but yet they're still seen as Girls' Generation. <laughs> but so got seven. Back to the point, basically. Um, yeah, just because they left JYP Entertainment, yeah, it doesn't mean that they're not a group. Um, and then plus, I know actually just today I saw an article. F- from the korean media of it saying that i think on the 19th i don't know what's so special the 19th i I think that's the day the contract is over actually but i know it was saying that on the 19th the guys themselves they'll um own the name got seven basically where i guess it will no longer be copyrighted or owned or whatever licensed by jyp entertainment so then they have the right to i guess go to anywhere any other company or record label or wherever they want to go and they could use that name got seven i guess but um as far as yeah as far as it goes for each of the members like nothing is confirmed yet apparently but um the rumors that are going around already i mean obviously jackson in the first place before all this stuff he already was taken care of with like his team wang um company and stuff and clothing line and music and all that then I know, I think it said Bam Bam is supposed to then try to promote between both Thailand and Korea and end up with a Korean, like, agency at some point. Um, Mark apparently is coming back to America to pursue stuff here, music, and he opened up a YouTube channel now, so I guess he'll probably be doing similar to, like, what J of Day 6 does of YouTube videos. Um... Yugyum. This is the most interesting one. He was like, I think the first one where it came out like last week of it talking about that he's allegedly looking at AOMG. Now, if you're not familiar, AOMG is a hip hop, K hip hop label where it's not really like an idol label at all. And famously, that label is owned and created by Jay Park of 2PM, who notoriously like has a beef with JYP basically so it's kind of like it feels like a slap in the face almost to JYP himself then if Yu-Gi-Oh really does go to that company and considering the history that JYP and Jay Park have with each other I believe to this day actually 
no one still knows what their beef is where they know JYP really never stated it and neither did Jay Park where it's kind of just like up in the air but everyone knows that they have like an issue with each other I mean obviously aside from the stuff of why Jay Park left 2pm but no personally <laughs> JYP and him have like some type of ongoing beef that was never resolved apparently so that's just kind of interesting to see Yu Gyum right away then jump to that label um and then who was the next one Jin Young yeah he was another one too where it came out earlier that he's allegedly looking at this company called BH Entertainment I think it's called or BH Agency um, maybe it's entertainment but not to be confused with big hit it's not big hit <laughs> I know people had to keep clarifying that on Twitter but yeah he's looking at BH Entertainment which is allegedly a um acting agency so for him that's kind of interesting because it means he's signing on for acting as of right now so we're not really sure when we'll see music from him again and then um who was the next one um young jay young jay is apparently looking at sublime agency which is a um overall entertainment agency basically because i mean Rain is signed there, who also left JYP back in the day. Um, and also EXID's Hani is at that company. But, um, and who's the last one? JB. Um, they don't, no, nothing really is out yet actually for JB. And, and I feel like out of all of them, this is no like shade to any of them, but it feels like he is the one that feels most like passionate about music or I guess most involved. So, I, but I, I have like hopes for him where he's probably gonna like maybe he might open like his own company or something and get his own agency. Um, but yeah, I mean that's pretty much all that I feel like that's known right now about this whole Got Seven situation is that yeah they're leaving basically. <laughs> but um, I don't know. Then all of them have posted stuff like you know on their. Um, social media accounts on Twitter and Instagram basically of saying got seven forever but I feel like out of all the mark really gave like the longest um clarification basically and I appreciate that <laughs> um but yeah in in the future I'm gonna do some deep dive episodes on some of these groups and got seven will be one of them where I'll get more further into I guess their whole like mistreatment stuff and all that but what I do want to touch on is that, um, cause I would imagine these, oh yeah, that's another thing that I forgot to mention in this. I had seen also allegedly it had said that, um, JYP Entertainment wanted basically to keep only certain members with the, so that's pretty much what, um, made the group get to the decision of just leaving all together because, the company sounded like they might have had some like malicious like attempts where they just wanted um certain members i'm not sure it doesn't specify which members but it was specifying that apparently i think some of the contract stuff didn't include really the whole group but only select members basically they probably were going to try to use to their advantage or just milk them out for like money basically in the end so that's what kind of drew the group to the whole decision to just all walk away because i guess the company couldn't respect their wishes to continue being a group basically but another thing that feels kind of weird is that the album that they had put out in um december was that november december well i think they did the pre-release in november and the album came out in december but this last album last piece um 
it kind of feels like a little messy because I'm sure the company at that point when it came out, uh, the contract stuff probably took place like for all we know months ago. Like I don't believe that this was some recent thing. But um, the album feels very like underwhelming if they knew that this would be their last one under that company and probably their last one for like a while as a whole group. It feels like there could have been more effort put into it as far as like well first of all the songs anyway because a lot the songs and they just aren't they just not they're just not it for me i mean maybe some agases are like in love with it but for me i personally only like the two title tracks of last piece and um breathe or breath breathe i believe it's called <laughs> i just said i'm a fan and i can't even think of the title track but but no i mean i liked the the double title track thing but the other songs for me just weren't really all that they were just very plain or bland like it was just nothing about them it feels like if, if they want to build this up as their like final release for like a while or indefinitely it feels like more work should have been put into it song wise as well as the promotion because i feel like they promoted for like a minute <laughs> and then it was just like done i mean they did like their little online fan meet but that wasn't really like part of the album that kind of thing was a thing that was supposed to happen months ago but due to the corona it got rescheduled and all that but um i also that's another thing i wonder i just wonder like if this whole COVID stuff would have like been here and came would would the company had like then worked with them in a proper way because just the year before that in 2019 i mean they still weren't treated the best but they had done like a world tour actually i saw them in concert <laughs> but they had done like a world tour in the last couple of years at least two or three years in a row at this point they have done these world tours and i feel like that was like the um scapegoat or like easy way out where anytime when jyp would be like bored with them or didn't know what to like do with that group he'd be like oh go on a world tour that's like that's what it felt like all the time so i'm just wondering i'm just curious would corona if that wouldn't have been here would that have changed like this from happening possibly i know i think back in like april or something they were supposed to have played this big stadium in thailand but in the end because they had rescheduled and all that but in the end because corona just kept getting worse and worse it basically just got canceled for good i believe um but yeah i'm just wondering if all that stuff would have like went on would they be in a different place right now i'm just wondering <laughs> like that's just a possibility i guess but over the years yeah jyp has just not really honored their their um creativity to the fullest because i feel like i think it isn't it like i think every single title track they'd put out except for these final like releases they were always like co-written or written by jyp where it's like he didn't allow them to release title tracks that were just 100 percent done by them or done by jb or whatever it, it just it was wrong it feels like um but yeah like i said i'm gonna do like a deep dive on this and get more into it and do a full thing on just got seven <laughs> And like I said, other groups too, where that's what my plan is to do deep dives in the future. Moving on, the next topic. So next topic that I want to mention on here, this is more like serious, really. So over the weekend, it was discovered that Nancy of Momoland, that um, one of the staffers or a manager or just, just somebody who works inside with Momoland, at um one of the award shows i 
it, I don't think it's specified. No, it doesn't really matter which award show. But it was an award show recently. And a staffer inappropriately and wrongfully took a picture of Nancy while she was changing. Which is, like, completely, like, unbelievable, honestly. Like, like I, I don't even know what to say. Like, I can't imagine how it would feel then to have that. Because the picture obviously got leaked out basically and was circulating online i did not see the picture i don't want to see it i don't need to see it but but um it's so that's ridiculous basically where i how do you like because it seems like i don't know because it seems like stuff like this has continuously happened in k-pop not necessarily to that extent of someone being half like clothed but there's been other instances where we've seen clips on camera sometimes or on the side of like managers scolding groups or being rough with them or abusing them right on the like, camera sometimes. And like I categorize all this stuff in the same category where it just seems like K-pop has like a horrible or no vetting procedure where it seems like stuff like this shouldn't like continuously keep happening like this. But Nancy, like I can't believe, like, like I mean, I'm, I'm, I feel for her where I can't like even imagine what how she probably feels like now and not even knowing who's who has seen that picture and I'm sure there's probably some creeps out there who probably have kept the pictures and stuff like that like but um it seems like MLD entertainment in general is it has always been an issue and I don't know I don't know if this is just me from what I've seen but it just feels like majority of the issues that have happened against Momoland and or MLD Entertainment, somehow Nancy, it always feels like she's like the target or is involved in majority of the like controversies or things that become a problem, it seems like. But um but yeah, MLD, I, I don't know. It just feels like there's something off about that whole company. I mean, I, honestly, like if you look at Momoland now, Momoland had massive success off of Boom Boom like in 2018 or 2017, 2018. And then it feels like after that, everything kind of just like started going downhill all at one time where they started losing members. Then um, what, what's the member's name? I can't even think of her name right now. But one of them who went on Korean television, like reeling everything that's wrong with the... Um, MLD Entertainment, and then the company shut her down pretty much. She walked away from the group. Then, um, and then like in the last like year, having two more members of Momoland, I think walked away. Momoland now is down to like what five members or six, five I believe. And they started as a nine member group, so that's just really like sad to see that that they're just like slowly peeling off. And then even now, Nancy, with this situation, like I said, I feel like she's been kind of like a punching bag because I'm sure I've, I mean, you could correct me if I'm wrong, but I'm sure she has been involved in like other scandals, it seems like, while being in that group. And they're not like, you know what I mean? They're not like um, scandals that she created. They're always scandals that other people, like it seems like, created like against her. So I'm just wondering, I mean, she might get to the point where she might end up leaving that group too, like, but... I don't know. It's just it just feels like in K-pop, these companies kind of look at these idols as like cash cows, and they don't do a lot or enough. It feels like always to really protect their um artists. And I mean, actually, I think this connects almost back to JYP Entertainment once again, with um 
like, I mean, Iren Got7 themselves, I know, had had issues with people, with Sasang fans following them and being at places that they should not be at. But just like the ongoing issue at JYP Entertainment with um, Nyon, with the stalker, that stalker's been there for at least two years at this point, maybe more than that. And they just, for some reason, can't seem to do anything. I mean, I think he's not doing that much anymore because of the whole, like, I guess, corona even affected these, like, stalkers. But he's still, like, if you go on some of Twice's recent V-Lives, you would see that he has comments there. I'm not even on that um, platform of Bubble, but I'm sure he's probably on there, too, I'm sure. But it just seems like something like that is a really good example of that agencies don't really care about their artists because it seems like if they did he wouldn't even be around anymore because he has been stalking her in the group for at least like two and a half years i believe at this point but yeah i feel like agencies just don't always have the best interests really it's just all about money at the end of the day really and not caring about the people that are making them that money so yeah so next topic so to wrap up today's episode, I just want to real quick run through G-Idol's comeback. They came back with the album I Burn, which came out today. Um, one thing that I will say that I actually really love about G-Idol is that each of their title tracks really are so diverse. Well, not diverse, but it feels like each of their title tracks have their own, like, um identity i guess is like the word i want to use where you're able to distinguish which like you're able to distinguish each track from like one another um but yeah um i'm i'm still not fully there with the title track yet i usually for some groups i usually have to listen to it multiple times and then i'll be like oh i'm in love with it but this one no it didn't really hit yet or i'm still listening to it i actually after i record this i'm probably gonna go watch the showcase stage because all i did was watch the music video but i didn't look at the actual like full performance because sometimes the choreography makes me change my mind about a song so i gotta go look at that after but um but overall no i i like the album and i think this is like one of the first few um comebacks of the year uh, or at least it's one of the first few comebacks for a group that i actually continuously follow but um yeah but yeah the title track not too into it yet i gotta wait but the other tracks like right away i the track that really stood out to me immediately was han which is actually the same well this one's called alone in winter but han is the same as um title as a previous title track actually but no han this han han 2.0 i guess um I, I fell in love with it right away because this track, like, if you haven't listened to it yet, you should because it really shows off their vocal abilities, which is something that I feel like a lot of their other songs don't really show off at all, if I'm being honest. But Han Alone in Winter is like a must listen. And then the other tracks, um, Where is Love? I, I don't know. I mean, I actually, it's one of my top tracks off this album, just like Han. But Where is Love, as soon as I heard it, the instrumental sounded, it's not identical, but it just reminds me of um, Hold Me Up, which is a song by Conrad Sewell. Sewell, I think his name is, yeah, Conrad Sewell. Or if you just look up Conrad, Hold Me Up. 
if you listen to that and then listen to Where's Love, I don't know. It just sounds like it might have been inspired, possibly. But that's I'm not hating or anything. Um, and then the next one, next track in my ranking list. So like I said, my number one track probably Han. Second, Where's Love. Third, I would have to go with Lost. Um, I I don't know. I just love like the um, delivery of the track and then the bass on it. Um, next in my ranking, I probably would have to put in fourth place probably Moon. Um, I actually I love the vibes of Moon because it felt very like alternative indie style kind of. Um, next would have to be Dahlia. Dahlia. Um, and then last I will put the title track track Wa, but that might change later. Like I said, I gotta keep listening to it to fall in love with it. But um but yeah, I, I recommend that you go check out G Idol's comeback and share your rankings online or share it with me at my my Twitter, which is at solely soul um solely soul twit at solely soul underscore twit or my other account which is Ashramel P music um but yeah I think that's pretty much for this it for this episode uh I realize I say um a lot I say it way too much <laughs> but yeah I guess that's pretty much it for th- um this week as far as like important stuff or top stuff that caught my attention so I can't wait to see what this week will be will bring by the time I record next week's episode. Um, I know there are some more comebacks coming up. Um, there's some more news of certain groups with the whole contract thing coming up soon within this month. So I'll be following all that stuff and I'll be back next week with another episode or installment of Soul. Soul. So I hope everybody has a nice week and stay safe and just chill. (laughs) Oh, bye.